Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Good morning. We're in a sermon series called Adding It All Up. If you've missed any of the first messages, you can go to springnaz.org. And you can look in the sermon archive, you can watch it there, or you can listen to the podcast there. If you just search my name on Apple iTunes, you can find the church's podcast. I think that's pretty cool. As we heard last week, faith is the foundation of the Christian life. Now we're going to start talking about faith in action, building on that foundation. God bless you. Faith is the root, and the good works are the fruit of the faith. Now we know that it's not by our works that we are saved. It's by grace through faith. All from him. But in a minute, we're going to read from 2 Peter chapter 1. And there, Peter says, make every effort to add to your faith. In English, that Greek, or in English, that word add is three letters and it just means add. But in the original Greek, it means to supply greatly or super add. So that we're going, that's what we're going to do, super add. That's why in the weeks ahead, we're going to be talking about adding spiritual supplements and growing in our faith. Most of us, don't get all the vitamins and minerals we need in the meals that we eat. That's why there's Flintstone vitamins. (laughs) When I was growing up, every day I had to have a Flintstone vitamin and a vitamin C from a GNC bottle of vitamin C's. Nowadays, you may supplement something in your diet. Calcium for your bones. And I'm not advocating or promoting any kind of supplements. But if you ever have trouble with your nerves, I've had a little, still recovering from the Lyme disease, and have found that B vitamins are very good for nerves. 
B12s, B6 with some magnesium. There's your helpful Sunday tip of the day. But did you know there are things we can supplement to our spiritual life? Spiritual things that will help us in our maturity and our growth to be more like him. Peter talks about him in 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's read verses 1 through 9. And if you're able, would you stand as we read God's word together? Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who, through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace. And peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Four. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have these, they are nearsighted and blind, having forgotten that they've been cleansed from their past sins. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is truth. Thank you for how you speak to us through your word. And Lord, I pray for clarity of thought and speech. And I pray that only your word would be preached. And Lord, I pray you'd open each of our hearts to your word. To how you want it to take root in us and live in us and work in us as we apply it to our heart and our lives. So, Lord, we thank you for this time we have together. And I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated.
Peter says, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. A reten or a rite. Or I could stand here all day in West Virginia accent and give it to you all kind of different sounds. Someone always tells me, I didn't know that's how you said that in the Greek. Well, you know, I learned Greek from a guy in Texas while I was in college in Ohio. <laughs> Aretan or arite, that word is goodness. That's how we translate it, goodness. Or virtue or moral excellence. It's things like honesty, compassion, self-control, fairness, and faithfulness. Those things that you can't really see, but how when we add those things or supplement them to our faith, we grow. Not only do we grow, but it helps others to grow. Paul reminds us in Ephesians chapter 5, well, let me look, chapter 2, verse 10. I don't need to look. I'm not bragging. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. The good works come from the goodness, the virtue, the moral excellence that we have in us because He is in us. And the more that we put our faith and goodness into action, the more it's all built up. Jesus' half-brother James, he had something to say about good works in James chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, brothers and sisters, if a person claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go, I wish you well. Keep warm and well fed but does nothing about the physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. D-E-A-D, dead. Deader than a doornail. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but we're going to keep going. Verse 18. 
But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the devils or demons believe that and shudder. You foolish people. Don't be offended. You foolish people. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was it not our ancestor Abraham? Was our ancestor Abraham not considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. Just in case you don't know what Abraham did. God had asked him to give his one and only son up in sacrifice. To test his faith. Abraham had waited years for Isaac. By this time this request came in, Abraham was in the hundred and teens. Maybe hundred and twenty. That's old. But in faith, Abraham took Isaac. And then at the last second before the knife plunged into Isaac, the Lord provided a ram in the thicket for the sacrifice. And then in that story of Abraham's faith, we get a a prophecy of Jesus and how God will provide the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb, and his one and only son, Jesus. So if you didn't know what James was talking about, that was it. Verse 23 of James chapter 2. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is not justified Pardon me. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. D-E-A-E. Dead. The Dead Sea. I've never seen the Dead Sea. But you can learn about it. And I've talked to people who've swam in the Dead Sea. They didn't really swim, they just floated. Because there's so much salt and minerals in the Dead Sea. You see, a lot of rivers flow into the Dead Sea, but no river flows out. That's why its water has become so saturated with minerals over the centuries that nothing can live in it. That's why they call it the Dead Sea. Without any outlet, it becomes the Dead Sea. 
The same is true with us. If we keep our faith to ourselves, if we never allow it to flow through us to enrich others, if it has no outlet, then we find ourselves like the Dead Sea, lifeless and spiritually dead. D-E-A-D, dead. As you listen to what James was saying, you might think, well, I heard about good works, but not goodness, but goodness is in there. Because he talks about compassion. If we see someone in need, but don't have compassion... And do something about it. That might be a signal that our faith is dead. Dead things are kind of sad to look at. When I got to church this morning, we had several dead points at us. Just, that's why they're not up here anymore. Erica got here and said, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing all right. She said, what's wrong? I got a lot to do. She cleaned up the dead poinsettias. You didn't have to see those pathetic things. Things that are alive are fresh and vibrant. We like fresh and vibrant, don't we? These are beautiful poinsettias. That's why they're still up here. I like fresh. Hopefully, our walk with the Lord is fresh and vibrant. Because dead things are kind of sad to look at. People really don't go reaching for dead things. We like fresh things. When my mom's mom, Graham, comes to visit, she has to have Tops Donuts. That's your homework this week. If you haven't had a Tops Donuts, go to Dansville and get some fresh Top Donut. Tops Donuts. We don't like donuts that have sat out for a week, do we? That are so hard you could break a window with. That's disgusting. We're not going to go for that. Who would go for that? You know the point I'm making, don't you? Service and good works keeps our faith fresh and vibrant. It gives our fresh faith an outlet, so it stays fresh. But you know what happens to churches? Sometimes they get so comfortable. They get fed. They get their Christian music through the week. They get their Bible studies. They get all their podcasts. They get all this, get all this, get all this. They get so fed. They're happy. Fat and happy. 
They don't move. They don't do anything with it. And it all just sits there and rots. It becomes dead faith and it's disgusting to look at. Then you know what's needed. Revival. There's things we can do to keep our faith fresh. We can act on the compassion. When we see a need, we can do what we can do to meet the need. James reminds us of that, but let me remind you what Jesus said to the sheep and the goats. In Matthew chapter 25. Remember, there's going to be people who say, Lord, Lord, but Jesus is going to say, I didn't know you because when I was hungry, naked, in prison, or sick, I never saw you. But to those who fed the hungry, who spent time with those in prison, who clothed those who were naked, He said, even as you did for the least of these, you did to me. That's faith in action. And when we do those things out of the goodness that he put in us, in our hearts, we don't have to let everyone know about it. Nowadays, that's called Virtue signaling. There, see, now you understand these terms that I'll say Generation X and lower uses. Virtue signaling. You know what that is? That's when you let everybody know how good you are because of the good things that you did. There's a lot of that garbage out there. And it's nothing new because the Pharisees used to do it in Jesus' day. They like to pray so loud that everybody knew how holy they were. That's not the kind of good stuff we're talking about. Because you know what happens when we quietly serve, put to action that compassion. He shines through us. We reflect him and his love. We don't have to brag about it. Hey, Facebook, guess what I did today? Virtue signaling. No, we continue in the virtue, the moral excellence of humility. As we serve others. Humility is one of those things like honesty, compassion, self-control, fairness, faithfulness. All those things that are part of the virtue or goodness of our faith. Uh, We won't have to let others know about it or worry about them knowing about it. I'll say it again. As we humbly and quietly do the good, even when we don't get a thank you, His light will shine. And the Father in heaven will be praised. So.
make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Lord, we do thank you for your word. And Jesus, we thank you for the example you set for us, the example we can follow. And we know we fall short. But we thank you that we have you in us and your Holy Spirit filling us and empowering us to live for you. Bless us, Lord. Forgive us of those times when maybe we haven't been so humble. But help us. Help us to to love others well, just like you love us. And to meet those needs around us so we can be your light in this dark world. Thank you for each one here this morning. Thank you for each one who will hear the sound of my voice. We love you, Lord. And through it all, we'll keep praising you. Help us as we live lives that please you. And I pray these things, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Would you stand for the benediction? Now, we don't always do a benediction. But it's kind of like a gift as you leave. And you know what you can do with a gift? And this is challenged by choice. You can open up and receive it. Or if you're not comfortable doing that, that's okay. But I want to leave you with Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family believers. Go, and in his goodness, keep doing good. You're dismissed. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.